What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So today we are one day away from the season opener. The Chiefs and Texans kick off tomorrow night. Uh, so what we are going to do today, of course, we're going to get into any news that happened over the course of today. Uh, we'll break down, you know, the game for tomorrow, who you're starting, you know, in fr- from that game uh, from, you know, fantasy football players, obviously. Um, and then we'll do some star sick questions that we've gotten that we've received from you guys. So, uh, you know, should be a good podcast as they usually are. Uh, but first, uh, we want to remember, we want to remind you guys to check us out on the website at www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. Uh, we have articles up there weekly that are coming, basically come out weekly. We have the defensive, uh, streaming defenses, the weekly cornerback wide receiver matchups. Uh, we'll have a waiver wire article starting next week. Um, we have a DFS article out there weekly. We have DFS lineups. So there's a ton of stuff there. We have um, the ranks. Our ranks for the the year and for the week are both up. Uh, we have the cheat codes, and then we have the player projections for the year all up on the site. It's a great tool uh, to use to you know make you guys successful for your fantasy seasons, and it's all free of charge. So you know. Take a look. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think, what we can improve on. Uh, we work hard on it, and we want to know you guys are taking advantage of it. So, uh, you know, drop us a line. Um, and now we'll get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, so the Jaguars have signed Darian Gumawali, formerly of the Bucks. Uh, David Montgomery was limited in Wednesday's practice. This is actually interesting. If he's already practicing, I mean, he may wind up missing a week. And this was a guy that, like, he fell three rounds because of being injured. You know, this was a guy going, like, the fifth round. And by the end, he was going, like, the eighth round after he got hurt. And I know I, I picked him up, and I don't want to call him a steal because I just don't think that he's that good, but you're going to starting running back in the eighth round. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yep. NFL Network Steve Weiss reports the Rams are working on a an extension for uh, Cooper Cup. This is his contract year. Uh, Ian Thomas is practicing in full for week one against the Raiders. Denzel Mins is practicing in full for week one. I believe Rashad Perriman is as well. So both Jets receivers are now practicing in full. That is good news for the New York Jets and Sam Darnold. Uh, Julian Edelman was limited in Wednesday's practice. Uh, All right, so here's the big news from the day. Mike Evans is going to be a game-time decision. Uh, He looked like he had an A. They they didn't know what it was. They were basically calling it a leg injury, and then they – basically came out and said, no, it's a hamstring injury, which we know can linger. So, you know, that was the big news that came out today was Mike Evans could possibly miss, you know, week one or, you know, he will be a game time decision. So that if you are a Mike Evans owner, definitely pay attention to that. Uh, Vikings placed de- defensive end Daniel Hunter on injured reserve. 
I didn't like hearing that. I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, this was like this is this could have been a really good defense with Hunter and, and uh, Yannick and Dockway. Like those two, those two guys are top th- two of the top five uh, in the last four years in quarterback pressures. Mm-hmm. So you know, losing one of them is definitely not good for that defense. Yeah, they were saying this just the three week one because uh, IR now because of COVID they're doing three week IR spots, which is not very common. Uh, it's not what they've ever done before. If you got IR, you were either done for the season or, you know, you were on short-term IR and you missed the first, I believe it was eight games of the season. Uh, but now with COVID, they changed the IR designations to three-week IR designations. That way they could fill the positional, you know, spot. So from what I understand, it's going to be a definitely a three-weeks he's out, and then, you know, we'll see coming after that, so... Uh, Danny Amendola was limited in Wednesday's practice. DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, all limited. Uh, Amari Cooper was practicing in full. Justice Hill did not practice. Uh, Travis Kelsey was not listed on the injury report for week one for Thursday night's week one opener. All right, here's actually one that could that could be interesting. Divine Divine Ozibo, Ozibo, Ozibo did not practice Wednesday. And he is now questionable. So everybody picked him up. You got Ryquel Armstead still on the still, you know, on the COVID list. Now, now Divine is questionable. It looks like James Robinson could get a little bit more work there. Uh, obviously, they still have Chris Thompson. He's going to see, you know, all the receiving work. But you know, for for first couple downs, it looks like it's going to be James Robinson. I would assume. Yeah, I don't really don't think this game is going to be close. I think yeah. the Colts just <laughs> yeah. smash the Jaguars. I, I think so too. I'm 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 leaning that way. <laughs> yeah. So if if that's the case, you know, it could be really just a throw fest, and you know, just go, just what's coming from you know all the running back injuries. I don't know how much they're really going to run the ball or attempt to run the ball until they get some healthy bodies back there because they really can't afford to lose, you know, anyone else at this point. You know, I think they they wanted to bring in Devontae Freeman, and he, you know he's still on the "I want more money than you want to give me" train, uh, and you know, so I kind of feel like this is going to be a game where they probably know they're not going to win this game, so they're just going to air air the hell out of the ball. I could see Gardner Minshew through fifty passes in this game; it would not be surprising to me. So, you know, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if they Surprise came. Surprise DFS play Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I mean? Because it's a situation where you don't have the running backs to really even try to run. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're going to try to run a little bit, but you know what I mean. You don't want to get get Chris Thompson hurt because if you do, you're really in trouble. You know, Robinson is. We don't know what the hell Robinson is, and I'm sure they're not. You know, super excited to have him playing, but you know, to me, great DFS play because he's forty five hundred dollars on Fanduel and bare minimum on, uh, on I was Robinson. Say, he's four thousand on DraftKings. Yeah, but then again, so is Chris Thompson. So I yeah. think I would probably go with Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson on DraftKings. Yeah, Chris Thompson on DraftKings on Fanduel is actually I think five thousand fifty two hundred something like that. He's not bare minimum, which. You know, I would love to have gotten him bare minimum because I'm I'm trying to start CMC everywhere this week. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yep. All right. So Dolphins, Gasicki, 
Preston Williams and Devontae Parker were all limited in Wednesday's practice. Uh, Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders both returned to practice. Good news for the Philadelphia Eagles that Jalen Rager is practicing. Yeah. You know, maybe he misses one week. Maybe he even suits up this week and, you know, is a decoy or even catches some balls. Who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah, they were saying actually that, that they wouldn't be surprised if he got a li- some limited work. I don't know, you know, I don't know how limited they're going to put him, but limited work to me is maybe 10, 15 snaps. And if he gets two or three balls thrown to him, I just really just want to see him on the field and how him and Carson Wentz have a little bit of a rapport. So, you know, to me, it's not more that I want to see 50 snaps from the guy, but if I see at least 15, 20 snaps from him in that game and he can get two or three targets and I kind of see how they're using him in the offense, that would, that would be exciting for me. Remember Hollywood Brown from last year and week one. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Uh, He got like what? I think in the game he had 10 snaps. Yeah, I think it was like 10 two snaps. Two of them went for four targets. Th- four yeah. targets, three catches, two touchdowns, over 150 yards receiving. That was an interesting stat line. Yeah. Ron Rivera said that Washington will use a uh, running back by committee. Uh, that's probably going to be what it's going to be to start the year for sure. They're going to want to see what they have back there. Um you know, I, I actually today was watching some Antonio Gibson tape. I actually like the kid. You know, I, I did not really like he looks big on in in on tape. Like he he does not look like a five eight, you know, two hundred and whatever pound guy. Like he looks he looks pretty big. Honestly. No, yeah, he's six two two twenty five, or I think yeah, he's like two twenty eight. I thought he was a smaller guy. Yeah, no, Anyways. he's he's just been used as a like the wide receiver. He was a wide like, receiver, yeah. yeah. I so, just thought I thought the way people talked about him, he was just more of a scat back. Yeah, but he that's not he was not a scat back. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. He's way bigger than I thought. So I can definitely see Antonio Gibson being good. This is probably not the matchup because the Eagles usually have a good run defense, and you know. You throw him out there this week, and he gets stuffed up, and you're like, oh, damn, I started Gibson. But, you know, definitely a guy I'm, I'm going to pay attention to because he definitely had some good size and speed. Yeah, there's a lot of people, like, super excited about him, but not this week. Yeah, yeah not this week. Well, not this week and maybe not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think the kid has the size and maybe has the ability. That's the thing. He just doesn't have enough touches in college for me to be yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah this going to be a number one back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 33 total carries in his college career is not the, uh, yeah, I want to start this guy week one type of guy for me. I want I got to see it first. All right. So we talked about Mike, uh, Mike Evans talked about Amari Cooper, Montgomery Gold, golden Tate uh, was participating in individual drills. Uh, so he, the injury come, report comes out tomorrow for the Giants. We'll have to see if he's on there. A uh, couple retirees, Akeem Tlaib and Ryan Shazier, both retired from the NFL today. Ryan Shazier, you remember, he had that crazy neck injury. I don't, I don't know. I, I, he might have been trying to push his way back to, you know, getting back, but after that, man, it was like, yo, just do what you got to do. You know, yeah. be a, become a coach. <laughs> For real, and, and I think they, I think Pittsburgh has given him that opportunity. I think they did let him know, like, hey, listen, you know what I mean, come back as you know, yeah, be a, in part of the coaching staff, coach yeah. Like and that's the thing, like, after watching that injury, I think we all knew there was a you know serious situation with his spine and neck, 
and you know it, we were just happy to see him walk again mm-hmm. and the fact that he even attempted to get back into the NFL you know I give him a lot of a lot of props for that cuz that takes like a lot of uh, you know just mental strength you know after taking a hit like that and you know just deciding that you're going to continue to try to come back into the league that's you know kudos to him that's that's awesome that he even attempted that uh, yep. So uh, Jalen Ramsey got a new contract today. Five years, $105 million. The, the richest cornerback uh, in the league now. So congratulations to him. Uh, Raiders listed Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs as their starting receivers. I think we actually brought that up yesterday, so we might be going into next. Cam Akers is actually the number three running back on the Rams depth chart. And Sean McVay said he's going to go running back by committee. So who knows what's going on there? I mean, did, was, did you see their depth chart? Was, was, was Darrell Henderson number two? Yes, he was. Yep, it was Malcolm Brown, Henderson, uh, and then Cam. I wonder how that's going to play out because Henderson has been hurt. And yeah, he's like, been limited I, all. They were saying yeah. that he's, he returned to practice today and that he has a chance of playing on Sunday. Um, he's, you know, they're going to be playing the Cowboys. I mean, honestly, I do think it's going to be a Malcolm Brown gets a bigger workload than anyone is anticipating. And that's the perfect opportunity to sell a guy. (laughs) I'm hoping he has 15 carries and eight, you know, close to 80 yards and a touchdown in that game. Uh, and if that happens, I am selling Malcolm Brown quick because, you know, I don't know how much longer he gets that kind of workload. But I do think this week one, you know, just looking at his body of work in the past and how they kind of had him be the guy when Gurley was, you know, a little bit hobbled last year. And, you know, if you remember, he was the guy and Henderson really didn't touch the ball at all. So would it surprise me that he gets, you know, 12 15 touches no and no, it wouldn't surprise me at all you know and i do think eventually cam is going to become the number one guy there but you're gonna have to wait on that all right um lane johnson is actually day-to-day they were actually saying today lane johnson may not be playing this this sunday so that i mean would be a big that problem. would that would be a big deal for this eagles team who has already lost two of its starting uh linemen so yeah, definitely pay attention to that one. Here's another one. J.K. Dobbins was listed as the number four running back on the Ravens depth chart. Uh, I've been telling you Mark Ingram was going to get that work, and this might be the same thing where as the season goes on, J.K. Dobbins starts to get more work. But I think the beginning of the year, he's going to be behind, clearly behind Ingram and you know, maybe splitting with Gus Edwards for those second-tier touches. You know what I mean? So definitely uh, – you know, a lot of guys drafted him early too, man. You were going like sixth round in some leagues, and that's basically a starting player. And yeah. you're, you're drafting, you know, you're drafting a guy who's now the number four on the depth chart. See, and that's the thing. Like, and we told you guys this weeks ago. Like, you know, do I think J.K. Dobbins is going to, you know, eventually be the number two guy there? Yeah, hell yeah. And when he gets that role, he's probably going to see, you know, close to. I I would say he probably gets there by week three week four so let's say he gets close to 80 touches on the year but that's all i'm expecting i'm not expecting 130 touches like we saw from you know uh gus bus last year i mean like gus bus didn't do anything to lose that role behind mark ingram and honestly 
you know, unless J.K. comes out and shows that he's much, 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 much better than than the you know Gus Bus, who was pretty damn good last year. He was almost five yards a carry, I believe. So, you know, uh, he might have been more than five yards a carry. Now that I'm thinking about he, it, because yeah, he had 700 yards rushing last year uh, as a number two back. So, you know, he didn't do anything to lose the job. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is a phenomenal player, and, and and I've been saying this all offseason. I think he's a next-year guy. I think next year is going to be his year. But this year, where he was going, I don't have him on any, any fantasy teams, not one. You know, and I'm kind of upset about it because, you know, I like to get a little bit of everybody. And I got no J.K. Dobbins. I got no Swift. You know, I, there was a lot of these rookies that I just didn't get because they just went way too early than I was comfortable to take. And I'm not going to waste that draft capital on guys that I don't believe in. Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm not going to take a rookie to start over an incumbent starter when I don't think he's going to take the job right away. You know what I mean? Like, even I got Jonathan Taylor in one league, and that's because I made it a point to get him in that league. But other than that, I don't have Jonathan Taylor because I don't think he takes the job, you know, by week two or three and for me i'd rather get him in round six six if he's not going to take the job before week two you know what i mean like and i just don't see that uh, as being an issue like a thing that's going to happen so i'm not going to take a guy before the fifth round that i'm not going to be starting week one that's just the way i feel personally if i'm not starting you i'm not picking you in i mean round five yeah you have the upside but I don't know when that upside is going to come to fruition, and neither does anyone else. Anyone that yeah. tells you you have to take Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round because he's going to be so good has no idea. Just like I have no idea when he's going to become the starter. So, you know, anybody who tells you otherwise is just, they're just lying to you. Yep. All right. So that is the news for uh, today. Uh, so let's get into this this week one. You know, week one game, uh, first game of the year, which is the uh, Chiefs and the uh, Texans. Texans. So, you know, let's start it off. I mean, quarterbacks, you're starting them both. I don't think that's no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. You, the draft capital you spend on these guys, you're you're starting them. I, it wouldn't surprise me if these was the number one and number two quarterbacks of the week this week. It, just. Like I said, it's the first game of the season. You know, Patrick Mahomes, we know how dangerous he could be. We know how great he is. So, you know, would it be surprising if on Thursday night, very first game, after a Super Bowl victory, he comes out and throws 375 yards and four touchdowns? No. Would it be surprising if Deshaun Watson throws for 300 yards, runs for one, and throws two more? Like, to me, no. That's not, you know, he can get 50, 60 yards rushing, a touchdown, throw for 302. Like, that wouldn't – and they'd probably both be super high, you know, in in the numbers. So, I I love both these guys this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think both of these guys could – could light it up. Uh, I do think Russell Wilson's gonna got a great matchup. He's another one that'll light it up. But you know, as far as these guys, your draft capital you spent, you're you're starting them. You know, Ch. Uh, this one's an interesting one because you're starting him. Obviously, you drafted him as a first round pick, but him splitting touches with Darrell Williams, it's just one of those situations where it's like, man, you're like your first round pick could could literally be <laughs> just a pass catching back out of the backfield for week one. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you see that, you know, where he's he's not Kareem Hunt. He's, you know, more like James White for the for 
for Kansas City, you know, that's really going to hurt people's feelings tomorrow. Just just another example of a guy that I have on no fantasy teams. Like I and I hate that I don't have CEH. I'm going to be honest. I'm like I really wanted a sh- at least one share of CEH because if he has that Kareem Hunt season, you're going to be like, "God, why didn't I take this guy?" But in the same breath, I got to go with what my gut is telling me. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing fantasy for damn near 20 years and I very rarely go, damn, I completely missed on that guy. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't feel that way. I, I, I go with my gut and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I admit I'm wrong, but I never have that like, oh man, I whiffed on this guy so bad because my feelings are normally pretty good. So, you know, my feeling is I just don't think CEH is the number seven overall pick or the number five overall pick or the number even 10 overall pick. I would rather have all the, all the guys that are, you know, on the list ahead of him. Like to me, he's the 15th guy coming off the board for me. And, and the way he shot up rankings after we found out what happened, you know, it with, uh, Damian Williams not playing this season, he just skyrocketed rocketed up rankings, and I just never had a chance to take him because he started going fifth pick overall. I seen him go third overall in a draft uh, a week, uh, not even a week ago. That draft that I showed you the the board, Kev, yeah. um, you know, he went third. So I'm like, mm, yeah, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, people get people went a little crazy with Ceh. I mean, they're taking him before Kamara and Cook. You know what I mean? Taking him before Michael Thomas, you know, uh, this is a guy you don't know what he's going to be. And, and But at the same breath, you're starting him in week one because he was your first-round draft pick if you drafted him, you know, you know. Hopefully, if you got him, your draft was, like, somewhere around the beginning of July <laughs> because yeah. that was, like, right before, in round three right, right before <laughs> Damian Williams opted out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire started to drop. He was like a third-round pick and then dropped into like the fifth and sixth round. And then all of a sudden, Damian Williams opts out and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire shoots up to the to the, to the the first round. Yeah. But for that, like he started to drop into like the fifth, sixth round. If your draft was that early and you got him right around there, man, you lucked out. For real. Um, you know, David Johnson on the other side. Now, obviously, he's going to be one of your starters. He'll either be your RB2 uh, you know, or your RB1 if you load it up with, with a receiver and a tight end or something of that nature. But you know, definitely a guy you're going to want to get into your starting lineups. We talked about him yesterday. You know, uh, This Chiefs defense you know, improved at the end of last year, stopping the run. But overall, it wasn't very good throughout the whole year. And, you know, it... This this Texans team always has a thousand yard rusher, and this is the most talented running back they've had, you know, probably in the Bill O'Brien era. So, yeah, you know, definitely want to get David Johnson in your lineups. Yeah, it, it it's definitely a situation where I definitely you know, I think that David Johnson could eat in this game. I could I you know I really do think he could be very good. Um, the other thing that actually I was thinking that surprised me a little bit on this on this line and I started looking Alex Okafor uh, was a pickup by, you know, Kansas city a couple of years ago, if you remember. Um, but he's not listed as the starter. He's listed as the second string guy. So taco Charlton and Alex Okafor are both actually listed on, on, you know, the Kansas city bench, which I was surprised to see. Uh, they're probably, you know, both situational, I guess, 
you know, run stoppers is what I'm guessing because they're both actually really good run stoppers. But I don't know if that helps or hurts David Johnson. I I mean, like, like I said, you know, they still got Frank Clark. I still like, you know, I still like some of the pieces on this. Chris Chiefs. Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones. I mean, there's a couple of teams. I mean, a couple of players on this defense that I really do like. But I don't know if I really like this run defense yet. So I'm thinking that David Johnson might have a big game and a huge role uh, on this team uh, come week one. But on the other side, really, there's two matchups that I love this week. And they're saying that they're going to use McCole Harmon in the slot, which that could be very, very, very good. Um I would love to see that, and I know, uh, you know, it's probably going to be Lonnie Johnson or Cornell Armstrong, you know, manning that slot position, and I don't think either one of those guys has the speed to keep up with McColl, so I would not be surprised if we see McColl have a long touchdown in this game, and the other one is Tariq Hill. The Texans have no one, and I'm going to repeat that, no one that can keep up with Tyreek, period. So... Tariq Hill could have a really, really big game in week one. So, you know, he's a guy that I, you know, if you drafted him, you're going to be real happy come week one because I, I have a feeling he's going to have a huge game. Yep, I play against him, I think, in a couple of leagues, so we hope that don't happen. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but we know Tyreek Hill is going to be in all starting lineups. Uh, McCall Hardman, I, I may be deeper leagues as a flyer. You take you take a flyer with McCall Hardman, uh, but most more than likely he's not going to be in any. He's more of a DFS, you know, maybe tournament play. Uh, uh, as far as Travis Kelsey, you know, he's not moving out of your lineup probably for 15 weeks. You know, obviously one week he'll be a bye week. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that pretty much it. Like Sammy Watkins, you're not starting. You know, yeah. don't don't even look at Sammy. Uh, I know he played well in the playoffs, and his week one last year was remarkable. But yep. you're you just can't count on him. Nah. Uh, and then from the Houston side of the ball, like Cooks, we don't know even know if he's going to play. Like he, he's like he's been downgraded as the week's going on. I think today he was even. I don't even know if he practiced. He didn't know if he practiced today. Yeah, I didn't say anything about him practicing today. Um, you know, from what I understand, Kenny Stills is going to be, you know, taking that position. You know, if Randall, you know, Brandon Cooks does not play, um, so I don't think that's a super. I think there's definitely a drop off. Let's be honest, it's a, that's a oh, drop off. No, bro. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> drop off. But I do think Kenny Stills has some skill. He can get open deep. You know, he has he has some some speed to the outside and I, I like Kenny. So I'm not, you know, I don't think there's a huge downgrade to Deshaun. I mean, I do think they still have a guy that can fill that role. And, you know, this is a team that is going to, you know, if the, if Vegas is correct, I think the 50, the over under on this is 56, which is damn high. So if Vegas is correct, they're going to have to score some points. So, you know, I do think this is a situation where Deshaun Watson still, you know, still still on Watson still has a very good game, and I think David Johnson has a good game. And you know, if there is no Cook, uh, you know, I want you know I want Will Fuller in my lineup. You know, that to me that's a, a no brainer. If I can get Will Fuller into my lineups, there's going to be situations where you took Will Fuller in like the eighth round. You know, you got got him end of the seventh, beginning of the eighth. 
and you might have better starters. But if Brandon Cooks does not play in this game and we find out he's out, I'm probably going to move Will Fuller up, I would say, at least 10 spots. I, he will be probably in my top 24 if Cooks does not play. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like he'll be a, he'll be a really good flex option. You know what I mean? Because we already know the kind of chemistry him and, him and Deshaun Watson have. Obviously, he won't be one of your top two receivers uh, unless you really just load it up at running back and you're, you know, basically going with flyers as your second receiver. But you know, most of the time right now, Will Fuller will probably be in your in your slot, or I mean, I'm sorry, in your flex. And yeah, if Brandon Cooks is out, he's undoubtedly a guy you want to throw in there. So pay attention to, to the Brandon Cooks situation if you're a Cooks owner or if you're a Fuller owner. Uh, you know, probably if Cooks does play, I think both of them are kind of dart throws. You know, I, if your projections look like you need a big week, maybe you throw Fuller out there. But you know, outside of that, you know, I think that. You know, you'll probably have better options for week one if both of those guys are, are healthy and playing tomorrow. Yep, I agree. Yep, no, Darren Fells probably not starting. Uh, and as far as the defenses go, um, I'm staying away from both of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely would not be streaming either one of these, you know, nah, defense not, come week not one. week one. Not in week one, not this week. Not against Mahomes and not against Watson, so... And I think Kansas City was actually one of like the top twelve defenses drafted too. So yeah. that's that's not looking good for people who did that. All right, guys. So yeah, that, that's pretty much the wrap up for tomorrow night's game. Uh, pretty quick. I mean, when you got teams like that, it's actually pretty quick because you just breeze through it, no problem. This is what mm-hmm. this is what you do. This is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. move along. <laughs> you know, for real. So I got. Good amount of start sick questions here, about 10 of them uh, we can go through, uh, put you guys on the right path. So for week one, who would you start, Carson Wentz or Josh Allen? Yeah, Wentz against Washington, Josh Allen against the Jets. Yeah, I'm going to go Allen, and to me it's not particularly close, and it's because of the injuries, especially if Lane Johnson is out, to me that downgrades Carson Wentz even more. Um, you know, I know Rager is saying that you know he might have some snaps in Week One, but that doesn't change my mind about you know him having a huge workload. He's not going to get a huge workload. Uh, we already know that Alshon Jeffrey will not be playing. Um, Zach Ertz is a little pissed off about his contract. It's just there's like a whole lot of things on this team that make me think. Miles Sanders might have a huge game because they're going to need to use him a lot. Uh, But Carson Wentz may not have the biggest of games. Um, So I do not believe in my week one ranks. I have, I started playing with them again yesterday and I think I moved him to 13 and that was before finding out about Lane Johnson. So after finding out about Lane Johnson, he might move down another two spots for me down to 15. Uh, But we're going to have to hold on that because we don't know if Johnson is going to miss the game. So, you know, but for right now he's at 13 and I have, I have, let me see here. Josh Allen is at seven. So to me, that's pretty simple. Yeah. I'm actually on Wentz. Um, you know, to me, 
Wentz just always kills Washington. Every every game he go he just Washington is the team he beats up on. I know the the you know I know the what you're saying about the line, but you know and if maybe I I change my mind if Lane Johnson is not playing, but you know as far as this goes, like I just against Washington I will trust Carson Wentz all the time. He just like I said he destroys them. I have Josh Allen at nine uh, and and Wentz at six. Yeah, Wentz at six. So, you know, to me, it's close, but I would probably, I, in my opinion, I'm going Wentz. Mm, yep. All right. Drew Brees against Tampa Bay or Big Ben against the Giants? That's really super simple to me. <laughs> That's, you know, I Big Ben against the Giants is just too much for me to – I have Big Ben. I think I have him at five or six. I have him, like, really high this week. Um, and it's because I, I – I just think the Giants suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. You're, hold on. When you said it was simple, you're actually going with the – Yeah, you're I'm just, go- you're I'm just going down with on ben. the Saints for week one. No, it's not that I'm on the Saints. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is it crazy for me to think that Tom Brady can beat them by 10 points? This I, week? I do. I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this game. I, I don't know. I just have a sneaking suspicion. But my other thing is this Giants team, I think, is really bad. Like, I don't even think it's a little bit good. So, you know, for me, I could see you know, big Ben coming in this game and having a huge game. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those things in my ranks that I have on the website. I have Roethlisberger at eight and breeze at nine. But like I said, I was redoing my, my ranks earlier today and I actually moved Ben up over Deshaun Watson and, uh, I had Carson Wentz at six actually. And he's moved down all the way to 13, uh, right behind Cam Newton. So, um, yeah, I, you know, the top guys, I have Russell Wilson at one going up against Atlanta. I left those guys, you know, the top, my top three is Mahomes or Wilson, Mahomes, uh, Jackson. I mean, but then it kind of moves around for me and, you know, I have, I have Dak Prescott at four. I have Josh Allen at five. I have big Ben Roethlisberger at six. Um, I have Josh Allen at seven. I have. Let me see here. Drew Brees is at 10 for me. I have Tom Brady right ahead of Drew uh, at 10 so or at 9. So, yeah, it's definitely been moving around for me. But I, I really like Big Ben this week. I think, you know, after missing an entire season, he's going to the Giants, you know. I, and like I said, I do think the Giants do score some points in this game. So I think Big Ben is going to throw the ball around a little bit. We're not doing too good on giving advice right now because I'm going <laughs> – I think it's clearly Breeze. And I know Ben has a matchup, but Tim Bay can't stop anybody throwing the ball, and they actually are do, do well against the run. They can't stop anybody throwing the ball. They have, their, cornering, their cornerback situation it was terrible last year. And I don't know if it got much better in the offseason. So, like – you're talking about Michael Thomas. You added Emmanuel Sanders. You, you know, healthy Jared Cook. You got Kamara out of the backfield. I just think that this passing game is almost impo- is going to be almost impossible for Tampa Bay to stop. And I agree the same thing. If it, I have Big Ben at 11, and I probably honestly got to move him up. I probably got to move him up, but I'm going with Breeze because I just think I don't think Tampa Bay can stop them in the air through the air. I, I just think 
There's too many weapons, and Tampa Bay's cornerback situation is just god-awful. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't think they're actually as bad as as you think. You know, Antoine Winfield Jr., I think, makes this defense better. I said that you know, when the draft was happening, that I thought Antoine Winfield was a steal where he went, you know, going in the second round. And he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh-huh. So, you know, Jordan Whitehead played well last year. Carlton Davis, you know, I don't know what the hell he's going to be. We're going to have to see what happens there. But I I do think this defense is going to be – got to remember, this guy threw 35 – or had 35 turnovers, which also leads to giving up a whole lot of points through the air. You know what I mean? Like when you're getting, giving the ball up with a team getting 20 yards to score a touchdown, you know, I think that that affects the bottom line. I think this defense is just going to be better and Tom Brady is not going to turn the ball over as much. So Drew Brees is not going to have the amount of time that big Ben is going to have on the field. And which is why I'm going big Ben. All right. So next one, Raheem Mostert. Or Mark Ingram, Raheem Mostert against Arizona, or Mark Ingram against Cleveland. Right. This is another one where I looked at our rings previously, and we are going to disagree. <laughs> uh, so well, I have I have Mostert because I just don't think Arizona can stop anybody. <laughs> you know, yep. this is you know their their defense is not the. You know, not not the good aspect of this team. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury is an offensive mind. They pushed the pace of the game. Um, you know, they went and drafted uh, an offensive tackle with their first pick. You know, when their defense was that terrible last year, and it's you know, I, I just think it's going to be more of the same. The running game for San Fran is just always dominant with Kyle Shanahan. So for me, I think Mostert's going to have a, a huge game, uh, especially like considering. You know, I don't know how good Coleman really is. You know, if Jarek McKinnon, you know, is as good as what we've been hearing in training camp, I'm interested to see. That's another player like we talked about yesterday, players I can't watch. I want to see what the San Fran running game really is, you know, whether it's, you know, used the same way it was last year where you got Breda chipping in and Mostert chipping in and Coleman and Jeff Wilson. Or if, you know, they kind of lean on Mostert a little bit heavier than what, what they did last year. Uh, so yeah, but I'm, I think week one, I'm going Mostert, uh, mainly. And, and last year, Mark Ingram just was not very good against Cleveland. He, he, if you look at his two games last year against Cleveland, I think he had 51 yards and no touchdowns with one catch in the other one and in one game. And then he had, I think 70 yards in the other game, but he did have, uh, a, a receiving touchdown. So yeah, you know, if you remember that first game, they were getting blown out. The, red, yeah, the first game, first yeah, game, the Browns was, were just all over them. Yeah, I mean they were. Chubb was running for. Oh, I think he almost ran for two hundred yeah. freaking yards Chubb and three touchdowns. Chubb was, went off. That yeah, game. Chubb was was uh, a man amongst boys in that game. But yeah, I, I you know, I mean, I, I have to say that I disagreed. It's only because I think that I don't think that Cleveland they're going to Baltimore, which is another reason why I like. Mark Ingram a little bit better. If if they were going to Cleveland, I would probably have Mark Ingram a little bit further down the list. But Does that matter this year? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, but I don't I don't know if if they're pumping crowd noise in. His yeah, stuff. they are pumping crowd noise. I was looking so. it up actually when we talked about it yesterday. It made me think of it to check it out. And they are allowed to pump as much crowd noise as they want, um, which I think is actually going to be a big deal for like dome teams. You know, yeah. guys going into domes and playing, you know what I mean? They can just make it as loud as they want. 
But they're um, at New Orleans. Then, Drew Brees, let's yeah. go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like I like Mark Ingram tomorrow. I think well on Sunday. I think Mark Ingram. You know, I think they try to establish the run against this team. They, you know, against Cleveland last year, like I said, they had that really bad, you know, game where they just got crushed. I don't even know what the hell. I can't even explain to you what the hell happened. They just started giving up huge runs in that game and just were never able to bounce back. But in the second game, they manhandled the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't close. So I think it's probably going to be the later than, you know, the latter than it is what it was in the first time these two teams met last year. And I just think Mark Ingram gets a, gets a touchdown or two. And I don't know if Raheem Mostert gets into the end zone this week, which is really the difference for me. I think Raheem Mostert might have more rushing yards. I'll say I have had most start for like 89 uh, and no touchdowns, but I have, you know, I have Mark for a touchdown and like 70 yards. So, you know, that's the difference for me between these two. All right. Half PPR, AJ Brown or Keenan Allen. Uh, this might be one of the one that we disagree on because I have Keenan Allen at twenty one, and I have AJ Brown at twenty three. So, to me, uh, I think I actually might move Keenan Allen up. Uh, I was gonna say I, I have AJ Brown at seventeen and Keenan Allen eighteen, and I think I'm gonna flip flop it actually when I when I looked at this question earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going with Keenan Allen. So yeah, we're we're, like, on, we're in agreement here. Yeah, I like the I hey I like the Bengals offense this year, but the Bengals I, defense is <laughs> not good. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Keenan Allen out produces AJ Brown the first week, especially because I think Denver's defense, their secondary is still good. I think their secondary is still very good. They they probably have one of the best safety duos in the yeah. league, and you know they still they still have pretty good cover corners. So I you know AJ I wouldn't be surprised if AJ doesn't have a very big week one. Yeah, I think it's gonna be all Derrick Henry. We talked about that yesterday. I think they're with with the way their lines banged up. I think they're gonna be able to run all over. Denver in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Fuller or T.Y. Hilton in half PPR? <sighs> I think this comes down yeah. to Brandon Cook's injury. It literally does. It's the, the injury to Brandon Cook's is literally the determining factor for me on this one because if, like I said, if Cook does not play, then he's going to – Will Fuller is my number 26 wide receiver right now. If Cook's does not play, he will easily move up into my top 24. Um, if so, you know, that's, that's probably what it is. And T Y Hilton is right now. I have him at 29, but like I said, I am tweaking my rankings. And like I said earlier, I do think Jacksonville's just going to throw, 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 in this game, which will put the Colts back on the field a lot more than, you know, Jacksonville can handle. And I do think T.Y. Hilton is definitely going to be moving up my ranks. I probably, you know, right now I have him behind guys like A.J. Green and Odell Beckham and and uh, Will Fuller, Cortland Sutton. Um, but I also think Tennessee's defense is good, so I probably move T.Y. ahead of Cortland. I probably move him ahead of Terry McLaurin because I do think he's going to get the Slay treatment. Um, Deshaun Jackson is a guy that I'm probably moving up. So I probably have T.Y. at like 22. 23 um and that would be just a little bit ahead of um that would be a little bit ahead of uh who would will fuller at this point but if will fuller no cooks will fuller is going to win that out yeah i agree and and my thing was with i have ty hilton at 25 and the reason why is simply because 
I don't think they're going to have to pass much in this game. I think they're going to be up so much they're just going to be running the ball. Like I, I honestly like Marlon Mack to me in this in this game. You know, maybe even Jonathan Taylor. And I have Jonathan Taylor in one league, our league, and I'm a little afraid to start him. So I, I have him on my bench, and I feel like I could wind up regretting that when the week's over, just because I think they're going to be running the ball all over all over Jacksonville because they're going to be up so, up so many points. Yep. All right, uh, PPR, Jack Doyle or Mike Gesicki? Gesicki has been limited in practice. Yes. Doyle is healthy. He's not on the injured list. It's funny because I actually have those guys very close. Uh, I had Jack Doyle, I believe, at 17. Uh, the way I do my ranks, guys, if you ever notice, like if I you see a change – and I put it up on the thing. I always do quarterback, tight end, defense, kicker first because they're the shortest of our list and they're just easiest to change real quick. And then I work my way to running back and wide receiver. So right now I have my quarterbacks, tight ends, defense, and kickers done, uh, changed. And I believe I had Jack Doyle at 17 and now I have him at 12 uh, just because I had a couple of guys in front of him that I'm not very confident in. Let's be honest. I'll put, I'll tell you, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Hooper, Herndon, uh, Gronkowski. I still have Gron- Herndon ahead of him, uh, but he is actually two spots ahead of Mike Gusecki now because we heard about Mike Gusecki's injury and now he's not the number one on the depth chart right at this point because of the injury, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, because of the injury, I moved Gusecki down to 15 and I moved Jack Doyle to 12. So, Jack Doyle's who I'm taking here. I am in agreement there. I I have Doyle at 11, um, and I have Gesicki at 15. So yeah, that's how I feel. I feel you know totally agree. Uh, could be a situation similar to Ty though. I will say you know where they just get up and start running the ball, but I think that Jack Doyle is pretty much. I think Jack Doyle is going to be like Hunter Henry of last year, where he may not like light it up but he'll be good for like four catches for 50 yards almost every game. Yep. All right. Janu Smith or Austin Hooper in PPR? Ooh. So I have Hooper higher, but neither one of them are starters for me. I have Janu at 16 and I have Hooper at 14. So to me, like this is very close. Um, but if I had to pick one of them, it would be Hooper, uh, just because Janu, I don't know. My biggest issue is not with Janu is not talent or, you know, skill or anything like that. Hit my opportunity share is what my problem with him. Yeah. Volume. I just don't know how much they are going to commit to throwing him the ball, especially because, you know, if we look at the track record of this Titans team, they are, Pound the ball with Derrick Henry, hit A.J. Brown, throw a couple of passes to the other wide receivers, and win the game that way. It's never been a, let's throw Jonu Smith, you know, 60 passes in a game. I mean, the last time we saw a Titans tight end that was really any good was Delaney Walker. And, you know, Delaney Walker was good for like a good year, good two or three year stretch there. And then he started having injuries, and they really just stopped targeting the tight end, period. Uh, Janu had, I know he had a really good, you know, playoff game against the Ravens, which everybody saw and he had a really good game and people are getting excited about that. But for me, I need to see more on a regular basis of targets for him, for me to move him up any further than like 15, 16 in my ranks every week. 
Yeah, um, I have Janu higher right now, but I may change that to Hooper uh, myself. Not, not really confident in either one, honestly. Yeah, neither one of them is just. I I don't feel like either one of them is going to get, you know, super highly targeted. If you guys read the article that I wrote on the website, I talked about how. Hooper went to a team that Baker Mayfield ranked 40th amongst quarterbacks with passes to the tight end position. Like Mm -hmm. there's only 32 starters in the NFL and he ranked 40th. Like that's horrible. He basically didn't throw the ball to the tight end. And do I think that, you know, Hooper is, is such a massive upgrade to what he's had in the past. I don't believe that. So I, I don't think Hooper really changes the fact that, you know, Baker Mayfield doesn't like throwing to the tight end. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll have to see on that one, obviously, with, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, them working out in the summer. And Hooper was, like, living with Mayfield. So, you know, maybe they got a little chemistry or something like that, but we'll see. Yeah, breaking news real quick. Uh, key, uh, Car- yeah, I'm sorry, I can't even speak. Kenyon Drake uh, was not listed on the injury report. So Kenyon Drake has no injury designation anymore. Good news for Cardinals fans. Yep. All right. So I have three more here. Kareem Hunt or Will Fuller in PPR? Is this another one that comes down to Cooks, or is this just Will Fuller outright? <laughs> yeah, it is Will Fuller outright for me. Um, yeah, it's Will Fuller outright. I, I just like... I think I like Will Fuller a little bit better this week in a high-scoring affair against the Chiefs. You know they're going to have to throw the ball. Without Cooks, it makes him an easy for me. But, you know, I still think Will Fuller probably sees more targets and and just has a better overall game than, you know, than really anybody on that team. Yeah, um, I would probably go Kareem Hunt, but it's close i mean and and if brandon cooks is out i'm definitely switching to fuller 100 percent. so um yeah I, I mean that one's a close one i think you can go honestly either way but if cooks is out you definitely want to throw fuller on your lineup yep all right jonathan taylor raheem mostert or tyler boyd in ppr hmm. okay so ppr does change that a little I would have said Raheem Mostert easy if it was standard. I don't think that's close. Uh, but because it's PPR, I think it's really close between Boyd and Mostert. And like I said, I have Mostert for around 89 yards rushing. Um, and I don't think he gets a whole lot of touches out of the backfield, you know, out of the passing game out of the backfield because I do think that's Jarek McKinnon's role. Uh, so I am going to go Tyler Boyd. I, I just think that. I think that this Cincinnati Bengals team throws the upset against the Chargers. And to do that, they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. So it would not surprise me if Tyler Boyd had, you know, 60 and a touchdown with four or five catches, which I think it's just going to be better than what Mostert is going to give you. Yeah, I'm going Mostert, um, even with PPR, because I think I think 89 is, is the floor for Mostert. I do. I think that we are going to see Mostert in probably the hundred to hundred and twenty range. Uh, you know, I like just that. Because, <laughs> yeah, just because because of the because of his. I mean, this that's what this team does. They run the football and nobody stops them. <laughs> All right, now pick two out of three for PPR: Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Stephon Diggs. Hmm. 
Ooh, this is close. I have all those guys like right around the same area. I got right. Cortland Sutton at 25. I have McLaurin at 26. And I have Stefan Diggs at... I had him at 16, but I actually lowered him behind Calvin Ridley, so he's 21 for me now. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm going to go with my ranks, and I am going to say it's going to be McLaurin and Diggs. See, I'm going McLaur- or Diggs and Sutton, and to me it's not even close because I think Darius Slay is going to be all over Terry McLaurin in his first matchup with Washington. I think that's why they brought him here uh, to Philly. So... I, you know, I, I trust Darius Slade to be to do a, a subpar job, you know, a good enough job to slow down Terry McLaurin, whereas I think Sutton is a monster. I think he's going to get off against Tennessee. And I think that, you know, Stefan Diggs has a, an incredible matchup in week one against the Jets. So for me, I would be going with Diggs and Sutton. Yep. I can't. Like I said, I have one spot apart. So to me, it's you're pulling hairs between the two of those guys so yep all right guys that is it for tonight's podcast uh remember to check out the website www.cheatcodesports.com that's www.cheatcodesports.com for our articles our ranks are the cheat codes and those player projections and until next time that would be tomorrow for dfs uh peace out guys peace